Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, next Saturday, Irish National Opera take to the stage of the Everyman for one night only on tour with their production of Massonet's opera, Werther. It's a total love triangle story directed by the Everyman director, Sophie Motley, for its national tour. And one of the stars is Cork's Neave O'Sullivan. So it was just a pure pleasure to chat to Neave on the phone yesterday. I am so delighted to be chatting to you about this, Neave, because I know Sophie Motley mentioned, of course, that she was directing this particular opera uh, when she she was chatting to us about the, the season launch ahead. And back then, in the early days of the spring, it felt like this was eons away. And all of a sudden, here it is, and it's up and running. And, you know, there you are, and it's coming to Cork. I can't believe it's just for one night only. So how are you enjoying the part so far? Oh, Elmery, I mean, it's it's a dream, you know, and it's even been more of a dream since we've started the actual run. It's just a role, you know, that I dreamt of since I kind of started doing opera with Ronnie up in Dublin. I started with one of the shorter Charlotte Arias, one of the less challenging ones with her. And, you know, she always kind of said, you know, this one is fine now, but, you know, the rest of the role is tough and and you'll do it, but it, it'll be later on, but it'll be a role that you'll do your whole career. And so it was one that I was kind of aware of really early on, I guess, and always kind of dreamt of it seeing as though Ronnie said it would want to be one of my kind of signature roles you know so now that I'm doing it much earlier than I thought it's just like so exciting for me. Now that you've mentioned Ronnie we have to talk about her and what I'd like you to do before we come back to Werther but just momentarily (laughs) take me back to the first time you went into her for a lesson as a student and how that felt. So I remember going into her I think it was like May um, 2012 and I went I was just up in Dublin one day with my mom, and we were we had gotten her number actually from Ryan Morgan actually because I'd, I'd done a few concerts with Ryan in Cork and Ryan said I think Ronnie would be really interested in you and so we went up we had organised the lesson we went up went into the room and she said Lovie what are you going to sing for me and I said um, well I have a song called Silver that I sang in the Fesh Matthew in Cork and I didn't have much classical repertoire so I had that for her and then I said and I also have Omeo Babino because I thought then that I was a soprano and so anyway I sang them for her and she said we finished and she kind of said lovey you're not a soprano and I said oh oh god and for me that was the worst thing in the world because I thought it's like you know soprano is the top and you know you have to be a soprano to be an opera singer and you know I had no clue about mezzo soprano and so on and so she said to me no you're a mezzo soprano and I said oh really and then it kind of all clicked with me because I always used to feel that when I sang soprano repertoire that it just didn't feel right there was something about it it felt that just that little bit too high and the minute she said mezzo-soprano, I was kind of like upset. 
But then I was like, no, she's right. That makes so much sense. All this, it's like my world kind of came together when I met Ronnie that first day. And she said to my mom, you have to come to Dublin Lobby to study. And I was actually originally planning on staying in Cork to study. And so then after meeting Ronnie that day, I decided to, to stay up in Dublin and study with Ronnie from September. So that was that. I know we're talking about Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie. People do, of course, n- yeah. know we mean Veronica Dunn, the opera legend. Exactly, sorry. Yes, <laughs> yes. just to clarify for anyone yeah. who has been listening. And I suppose the thing yeah. is, you know, you became such wonderful, wonderful friends and how gorgeous to have had the chance to study with her because like she, okay. of course, has been recognised in Ireland for and abroad for years and mm-hmm. years and years and years and to still at the later stages of her career yeah. and her teaching career to have had that those few years with her was a huge huge influence I know on you and I know um, that her, her death was um, the passing of a great friend as well as that of a great mentor and sure. teacher yeah and I always say you know about Ronnie it was like of course she was our singing teacher but like she taught us everything, you know, about the business and about life and, you know, like kind of spoke to us about things that would crop up that like you'd never think of, you know, things, you know, even small things like, you know, going for dinners with like sponsors and, you know, like table manners and, you know, stuff we know, but, you know, like like just the finer details, you know, things like that or, you know, how to dress or, you know, like hygiene, like everything, you know, like just just things that as a student, you know, it's kind of like, oh, kind of in the background, you know, you don't think so much about going on like to professional life and how you're going to have to jump, which I did have to, from like being like a real student into this professional career when I went to Munich and um, into this massive opera house, you know, and I was still very much a student, but had to go and fit the level in, of, of this prestigious house kind of all of a sudden. So she kind of taught us all these things that, yeah, you mightn't think of, you know, things your mom might say to you or your granny, you know. Yes, but all of those things from the business yeah. side of things, how to fit in a team and how to cope once you're thrust exactly. into it. Because, yes, you do go. And especially, you know, like nobody in anyone's family, unless they come from an opera family, would have any clue about how to manage in a, an exactly. opera house when you travel. And so she had lived it. Yeah, you exactly. know, so she knew. Yeah. So, yes, then you you left, you left the nest and you flew to Munich. And, you know, ever since you left, like that was a huge leap of courage and opportunity, but definitely not just flying, but diving right into the deep end straight away. Right. It has been so wonderful to see how your career has gone since then, Eve, in in the short number of years, relatively speaking, that you have been singing professionally. It has been such a wonder. Like in each part that comes to you, you're so thrilled by and and it's just joyous to see it yeah well you know it was it was I was only 21 when I went to Munich so it was really I was really young and really kind of naive about the business you know I had the few tips from Ronnie but you know it's never until you go there that you realize really how out of my depth I was really I suppose um but then you know always had to kind of remind yourself why you got there and you know so um yeah I went over and I was in the Young Artist Program for two years there where we kind of are 
So it was the Bavarian State Opera in Munich. So we're kind of the the young artists who sing the smaller roles in the opera house. And then they have like the stars who come in and do the bigger roles. So basically you're there and you're working with your idols in the same production. I remember my first production was Le Nozze di Figaro with um, Diana Damrau singing The Countess. And I was only singing just The Flower Girl. So I only had a few, few lines, but like singing with, you know, people I thought I'd never meet or and not to mind work with, you know. So that was those two years. And, you know, the first year was tough, really. I, I didn't really think I was really up for it, even mentally, you know, just, you know, I was, I'm a home bird. And so to be thrown in at the deep end. And then the second year, I really got to know how, you know, how the house worked and what was required of me, really. And then the second year was much better. And then I just kind of went from there. Um, and when I finished there, freelancing then. Yeah. And, you know, from just a, a most basic point of view, you know, that is the day yeah. job, if you like, and you live and breathe and, you know, arrive, I suppose, early in the day and don't leave until late at night. But you do have to live in a new city and adapt to a new culture and find a place to rent or house share and go and do your sure. shopping and, you know, manage your trains. And so many people everywhere now speak English and that sort of thing. But I suppose oh, when you are an opera yeah. singer, you know, you're singing leader, so you're singing in German, you know, you're singing the great yeah. areas of, you know, the the Italian composers, you're singing the French yeah. songs and things like that. So as an opera singer, part of your training is so multilingual. And so how are you finding that living as a, a European now? Because you do have to sort of flit and fly from country to country and and cope and manage. Yeah, I mean, in, in Germany, like you said, it, it wasn't a massive shock language wise when I went over because they're just so good at English and, you know, any opportunity they have, they'll speak English, which is great. So that was actually not um, much of an issue for me at all, thank God. But it's been brilliant living in Germany the past six years and feeling now my, my German is really quite good now. And also it's really um, after helping, yeah, like you said, my leader, my German repertoire and a lot, lot of my repertoire in opera um, is German as well. I love singing, singing in German because now I feel really at home with it, which is brilliant. And I'm like so grateful for that. I wish I had the same level in French. So maybe sometime I'll try to live in France for a few years, maybe to, to get up to scratch with that as well. But it is it's I mean, we've to we've to learn so many languages, you know, of course, we don't need to be fluent in them, but we it, it helps when you are because you don't have to spend so many hours translating your scores and that. So now then let's come back to Werther which is coming, like I said, yes. for just one night only to the Everman, the 6th of May. So we're talking about next weekend and a great celebration of this. I mean, like the music of Massenet is just so gorgeous. I mean, we are now talking about yeah. beautiful French sort of romantic melodies and all that sort of thing. And tell us about this beautiful girl that you're playing. Yes, so I'm singing the role of Charlotte. She's a young girl in this, in, in Werther. She's a young girl who basically is torn between duty and love. She is supposed to marry Albert, who she promised she'd marry to her dying mother. And now she's met Werther, a young poet, and falls madly in love with him, kind of, at first sight. And so we see her, what I find really interesting about this, about her, is we see, like, kind of this journey from the beginning to the end, you know, of her, kind of, she's you know, at the beginning of the opera, kind of simple life, you know, responsible for her, her siblings since her mother passed, kind of everyday chores at home. And then she meets Werther and like her world turns upside down. She suddenly 
isn't as responsible for the kids anymore because she's just her her mind has gone crazy she doesn't know what to do and so we see her kind of going from will she go with her there will she stay with the promises that she promised to her mother or will she go and will she go to her there and it's back and forth the whole time and then she does decide to go to him and then it's too late in the end so <laughs> you'll see <gasps> <laughs> oh yeah oh, and it's then, just oh it's beautiful tell us about the music of this yeah I mean the music is like French romantic music at its finest you know Massonet is amazing that Massonet writes everything into the score that he wants so there's nothing kind of unanswered the music is so connected to the text it's just such a joy to sing, especially for a mezzo, because he writes so beautifully for the middle of the voice. And then it occasionally kind of jumps up to a high note, which as mezzos we love, like not lying up there. So for me, it's just like vocally an absolute dream to sing. I'm so happy for you, Neve. I'm so delighted. And I know that, that um, Sophie and the cast are, you know, hugely excited about it. And, and I know like Sophie obviously sure. has directed loads of opera and a lot of opera work in the past as well. And so that's uh, yes. one of the things that shone through when we were chatting about it. And I could hear her excitement about this oh, particular production as well. And, uh, you know, to, yeah. be, to be touring with Irish National Opera is just so gorgeous, isn't it? You know, to be able to come back sure. to Ireland and do stuff like that. And then I presume once this run with INO finishes. What's on the cards for you next? Do you know where your next casting will be? Yeah, so after this I'm actually going to um, I'm actually doing I'm doing a gala concert with Placido Domingo in, in um, London in May. So that's my next thing after the tour. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's it's hilarious. So My ba- face basically, is hurting with a smile that's broken across. I know, me. <laughs> I know. So basically, it's his concert, and I'm just guessing. I'm singing the Mary Widow Waltz with him and Lachi da Ben Lomano, and then I'm singing some of the Carmen arias. And so that's my next thing. That's about ten days after Werther ends, and then I go to Aix en Provence to do a kind of a summer academy there for two weeks for young singers at the festival. And then I'm going to Covent Garden Royal Opera House to sing Das Rheingold, Wagner. Niamh, I think I'd have the best time on holidays if I just booked my holidays around Europe following you around the place because... That just sounds so wonderful and so exciting because not only is it a joy to hear how your voice has grown and become so rich over the last number of years, but you're acting too. You're such an actress on stage. So, you know, and all of that is why I know you will shine at the Placido Domingo concert and you'll be picked up and snapped up and taken all over the place. I have no doubt with that kind of exposure (laughs) and partnership and collaboration and how fantastic. And, you know, you couldn't be on the radio in Cork without saying hello to everyone in Cork and saying, hello to the mammy and everyone exactly <laughs> oh i've so many like my my nana my dad's mom um listens to this every sunday so i'm sure she'd be listening in and my mom and dad and i mean everyone there's such a crowd coming to the everyman next week weekend it's so exciting i know rose beecher my my music teacher from um regina mundy gary beecher's mom um booked like 40 seats um for the regina mundy staff for next saturday so that's really exciting for me as well Ah, listen, I couldn't think of anything nicer, you know, because those kind of reunion celebrations are truly, truly, truly special. Um, And it just goes to show you, you know, everyone is delighted for you, with you and proud of you and excited for you. So may your international career, Niamh, just go from strength to strength to strength. Ah, Thank you, Emery. 
Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Talk to you soon. And that is Niamh O'Sullivan there, who is coming to the stage of the Everman with Irish National Opera in that production of Werther by Jules Massenet. And uh, this morning, we also have five pairs of tickets to give away to the Cork Opera House for the Abbey Theatre's production of Tartuffe, the dramatic comedy with the villainous Tartuffe.